Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talk to entrepreneurs and ask them the right questions? I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. I hope their answers will inspire you. This podcast is available on all your favorite platforms. If you enjoy it, there are three ways you can help me make it bigger. One, subscribe. Two, share your favorite episode on social media. Three, buy me a pizza. Blog on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the icon, buy me a pizza. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency managed by a highly qualified team and operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communications, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking, and much more. Find out more about them on their website www.socialprize.me. Hi, thank you for joining Interviews. Today, I'm back to Finland, virtually, with uh, Sofia Pols, the co-founder and CEO of Finder Seekers, a company that is on a mission to build winning team. Finders Seekers provide IT recruitment, employer branding, and training. Hello, Sofia. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for the invitation. Good. Well, let's start. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure. Thanks for asking. Um, actually, I never really dreamt about becoming an entrepreneur. That's a good um, start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> This podcast is focused on entrepreneurship, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, my mom is an entrepreneur, but I, I never kind of like, I never even thought about it. Like it was just something that she does. But, you know, like you see your parents and they're like, they do their thing, but you don't really imagine that you would ever become the same or you would become, you know, like take their profession or anything. Um, I had two dreams when I was a kid. I wanted to become either a dentist or mm. the secretary general of UN. And those were kind of like my two big dreams that I that I wanted to accomplish. Dentist probably because that was pretty much the only thing that I was super afraid of when I was a kid. So, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's this fear thing that you want to become your fear and whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those were those were my dreams. And, and actually, when it was time to apply to university, um, I, I applied to, to go and study world politics. Uh, mm. because that was that was something that I was very, very much interested in. Um, I didn't get in. As you know that in Finland we have this entrance examination and, and um, I, wasn't, I wasn't good enough to, to go and study world politics, which was a very, it was a very competitive uh, faculty, like you only have like 20 spots and, um, and if you're not in the top 20, then, you know, you don't get in. Um, so I had a couple of like years, uh, uh, took like gap years, as we say in, in Finnish. So I was working a bit and, and thinking like, what do I want to do with my life? And having zero knowledge of myself or like, what am I good at? Or, you know, what am I passionate about? I just knew that, okay, I want to do something with the world. I want to do something with people, uh, but like had no idea like what, what it could be. Um, and uh, during those years, I, I actually um, 
my my partner back then uh, he was uh, he was actively involved in the student organization called Isaac, mm. uh, which is the the aim is to develop leadership in young people. And um, I thought it was like just super cool what he did, and I was I was super jealous. So I was like, okay, I, would, I definitely need to get into into that organization. But to to be part of Isaac, you have to be a student in a in like you know in any university. So I decided like, okay, my my big goal is that I need to get into a university, just any, because I I want to be part of Isaac and. Um, and uh, looking back, uh, that was actually the most transformational thing in, in my life. It was the most influential thing that I did during my study year. So um, next year, I applied to, to a bunch of different universities just to, to get into some. I didn't get into world politics second time in a row, uh, but I did get into to Haga Helia to, to study business. Um, I wasn't very interested in the business part. I was like, okay, business is definitely not something for me. And another great start for <laughs> becoming an entrepreneur, right? Like yes. I business, <laughs> entrepreneurship, definitely not my thing. But I loved Isaac and I was super mm. passionate about it. I pretty much, I would say that my study years were I was doing Isaac and then I was, as a hobby, I was doing university. Uh, so the next year, um, <laughs> that's interesting. That's the first time I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I kind of like um, I've had very interesting choices in, throughout my life. Um, my brother studied law, or he actually had already graduated as a lawyer, and and I was like, okay, I couldn't get into world politics, so I better try and and go to the the law faculty, and I got in. <laughs> so finally, finally, the doors were open for me, and. Um, uh, um, but basically what I did was that uh, I was doing Isaac like almost full time and then I was studying at the same time uh, to, to become a lawyer. Um, yeah, so but in the end, like how Isaac, Isaac really changed my life during the study years was that um, um, I wasn't very self-aware of my own skills or my own motivations or what am I good at and um, it was probably like the third year in the in the law school when I figured out that to become a great lawyer, you need to be very detail oriented. Mm. And as it happens, that is not one of my strengths. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of had to make the decision back then, like, okay, will I make a career in law where I probably won't become like the best lawyer uh, there is? Or will I then do something else, which I had zero idea what that else could be. Um, I had kind of like, at, at, at that point, I realized like maybe the Secretary General of UN is not the path that I want to do because I want to do something concrete. I want to do something where I can see my impact like straight away. Mm. And I feel like as a Secretary General, like you're in a very influential position, but is it like, is it concrete enough? Is it something that you can build with your own hands? And at the same time, I can't do something that is very detail oriented because I'm just not good at it. So what could it be? And it's like somewhere in the middle of all these things. Um, but then as it happens often in life, the fate decided for me. So I was applying for a lot of, um, a lot of like, um, uh, like a lawyer, like this, like entry level law mm. positions, um, didn't, didn't really, really succeed in those. Like, no wonder, because, you know, probably they also realized that I wouldn't make a, an, an excellent lawyer. Um, and it's a very competitive field overall. Um. But then my, my, my mentor in Isaac uh, asked like whether I want to work in a, in a summer job in, in recruitment field. And I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. I have zero idea what like, you know, recruiters do and like 
no idea what it is, but yes, sure. Like I will just say yes. Uh, well, first you're in a desperate need of getting a summer job as a student. And second of all, like, of course, I really, I really liked my mentor and, and uh, you know, what he was doing. So that's how I ended up in recruitment and right. um, how things just happen in, in like, when I look at the retrospective, uh, I look at my life and my career, I, I just feel like there have been a couple of teams and, and one of them is like saying yes every time there is the right opportunity and you have a good gut feeling about it. Uh, and then second of all, uh, you know, meeting the right people or, or trusting the, the right people and, and trusting the, the moment you're in and when you're in the, in the right place with the right people. And that's how basically my career was built up. So I realized that, okay, this recruitment thing is actually something that I'm, I'm really good at. Like I'm, I'm good with people. I'm very curious personally as a person. I'm very, um, I'm, I can be probably quite influential. At least that's what, <laughs> what people tell me. Um, I can, um, I'm good at listening to other people. Uh, I love to hear stories uh, and I'm pretty good at sales. Mm. And, and so that, that kind of like ended up shaping my, my career. And, and um, I got like, you know, new positions all the time, promotions. And, uh, and at some point, my, my boss back then, he asked like, uh, whether I would like to become the country manager for the team in, uh, in, in our Helsinki office, because he was moving back to Sweden. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I must've been like 25 years or something. And I remember that I woke up the next morning and I was feeling a little bit sick and, and probably I was a little bit hungover as well because we had this promotion party and, and everything. But I remember like laying in my bed and thinking like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> like, why did why I did say I, yeah. yes? <laughs> like, I haven't even, I haven't even finished my, my studies. I've never studied business. I know nothing of running, uh, running an office, running a, like a country team. Um, but, but that's, that's probably one of the biggest lessons is that mm. like, you just need to start before you're ready because, um, you're never ready and you never know the answers. And then you just need to figure them out. And I feel like being an entrepreneur is, is a lot about just figuring it out. Like you Google all the time things because you don't know. And you ask people and you're like, how do you solve this problem? How do you do this? And, um, and yeah, I said yes. And, and it was a great ride for a couple of years. We, we grew the team and uh, the business was, was going super well. Um, and then, and then one day came this moment when I realized like um, I have a, I have a couple of, uh, I have the right people next to me I have the I have the right idea I have like uh, I, I have the idea that I want to go and uh, to, to start my own business mm. um, how uh, where where it all started was that um, uh, we worked in, in, in headhunting so um, we were you know finding candidates and placing them into companies and and what we saw all the time was that um, um, it's kind of like you know, headhunting is headhunting is a great solution for a lot of companies, but uh, for others, it's just not the right solution. Like there might be some underlying underlying problems. Like we worked with great companies, but no one had ever heard of those companies. Or we worked with with uh, amazing companies, but the recruitment processes took like five months, and you're like, you can't like <laughs> you can't place anyone if you take five months for interviews. And uh, me and a couple of a uh, couple of friends, we started exploring like, what are are there any companies who are actually solving these problems? Like, you know, talent acquisition is 
is we have been doing it the same way for for decades uh, and we wanted to we wanted to know that is there anything that could be done differently is there any any way we could solve the real problems that our that our clients were facing and uh, we figured out that no actually there were pretty much none none in 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 Finland that were focusing on this and even on the Europe level like barely only a few and we decided that okay let's do it let's go for it I I had another offer back then uh, for for a position with a super high salary, and and I was kind of like I was at the edge, and I've never been thinking myself as an entrepreneur, and there I was sitting and thinking, okay, I could take this offer with this super high salary and with a really nice status and with a really nice position and everything, or I can go this other route that is like totally new to me and and I have zero idea and I will probably end up working for one year at least with very little salary and. Uh, and which one should I take? And I was, I remember I was playing like uh, squash with my brother and thinking like, which one should I take? Which one should I take? And and then he said like, well, you know, like you need to do, you need to do what, what feels right. And I was like, okay, well, if it's just based on gut feeling, I absolutely know what is the right way. I have the right people and I have the right momentum. So of course I need to take the, the leap of faith. And of course I need to take the entrepreneurship uh, road. And I couldn't be happier. I, I know in my heart that I definitely did the right right thing back then. Uh, so yeah. So now me and uh, and um, uh, two other co-founders, uh, we have been running Finder Seekers for three years. We are a team of twenty people, I guess. Uh, we even it's a during big this, team already. It, it's <laughs> a big team. Yeah, it's a big team. Um, we have been growing, growing very, very fast. And even during last year, we hired. Uh, I think we have been hiring altogether eight or nine, ten people. Uh, even during during the COVID times, of course, it was a very challenging year, a super super challenging year. Uh, but we managed to grow, and we managed to build something that I I feel very 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 proud of. Nice. Long, long story, but it was uh, it was worth it. So, if I summarize, first you wanted to go and be the UN general secretary, but then you thought, ah, <laughs> let's be an entrepreneur instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> same, same, isn't it? <laughs> so what does it mean? What does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur? What does it mean? Um, that's an interesting question. I always. I always think that entrepreneurship and leadership are very much the same thing. So either you're leading yourself if you're doing it solo, or if you are uh, doing it with a team, then you're leading the team or you're leading an idea, you're, you're trying to do something. Um, for me, being an entrepreneur is, um, is, is, is a constant, uh, it's, it's like the best way to, uh, to become self-aware, to, to really mm. know yourself super well. Uh, and it is the it is the road to to build something on your own, and that's what what I like I said like why I didn't want to take the the secretary general of UN road is um, is because I want to build something and I want to I want to do it with my own hands and 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 that is that is the thing that I really really wanted with uh, with entrepreneurship. Uh, I've been very interested in 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 learning more about myself and the people around me because I like our mission is like what we do is that we build winning teams, 
And uh, I know as, uh, for a fact that I, I couldn't do it by myself. My mom is a solo entrepreneur and I admire her, but I, I never, I will never be able to do that. I need other people around me. Uh, but I'm very, very passionate about building winning teams because I truly mm. believe that when you have a winning team, everything is possible. Like when you have a winning team, you will build the winning products or the winning services. Uh, be it just with yourself. If you are the winning team with yourself, then that's that's who you are. But uh, but if it's with other people as well, then like you know, when you have the right team, you have the you have all the possibilities are open for you. And that's how we built the new Nokia's, and that's why we built supercells and and solutions that will change the world and mm. and that's how we're going to solve climate change like the problems that we're solving in in the modern world are so complex that uh it's very rarely we can we can solve them by ourselves so let's talk about that recruitment and building a winning team because that's a name very important topic for every for every entrepreneur how do you do that what's a winning team and how do you make sure that you recruit the you know, the right people. Yeah, a winning team is a team where there's a very high level of psychological safety. I would say that that is the, that is the number one thing. So people need to feel included. They need to feel mm. like uh, they're valued and respected. Um, they need to be able to address also difficult things. Uh, they need to be, they need to have the courage to say that this is not working. This is, this is going to the wrong direction. Um, if you have that in your team, you will probably have a winning team. Also, another aspect that I believe a winning team has is that a winning team is diverse. It has a, it has a, it has a lot of different ideas. It has a lot of different people coming from different backgrounds, um, and and more, more even more importantly than being a diverse team, it has to have this sense of inclusion. So people actually do feel like, okay, I belong to this group. I'm sense of belonging um, is very, very important. I feel like a winning team is very self-aware. Everyone is self-aware of themselves individually, and they are aware of their strengths and weaknesses, and, and they're aware of things that, um, that other people are bringing to the team. And a winning team has a very strong set of values. So mm. when we're talking about the culture fit or culture add, uh, what I always uh, say to my team, even when we are recruiting, I say like they need to be, they need to believe in our values. They need to represent our values. But on top of that, they can always bring something new, and that's very much encouraged. So they can bring, uh, bring like you know, they can be a culture ad. They can be, bring new aspects, but they need to address, or they need to, they need to believe in our values. That's a very, very important thing. Right. Okay. So this is this is great. I totally agree with you. But when it comes to recruitment. How do you make sure that you have a member that could be part of your winning team? Because that's yeah. really difficult to uh, to judge, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is really, really difficult. And even as a as a, as a recruiter myself, um, I I find it very, very difficult. Mm. Um, there are there are of course a lot of techniques that you can do when you're interviewing people. So um, so you know like you can use different like situation-based questions and so on. So there are a lot of different different methods that you can use. Um, but some of the most important things that I I feel like that are <laughs> that are very, very important is that you should never compromise with recruitment. That's the that should be the the foundation. Never compromise. So if you if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Then don't right. go for it. Like just trust your gut feeling also there. But also be very well aware of your own biases. 
so whether it is that you think like um, only people with a with a university degree can do the job or whatever like be very well aware of these biases that we all have we all have them but like be aware of them and include a lot of different people into the recruitment process so for example if you want to recruit more um uh more like underrepresented groups into your team uh involve them into the hiring process because they also um, they are able to then better address some of the topics that those underrepresented uh, groups might have in in the recruitment process. Um, my number one advice for any entrepreneur is that um, the the first ten people you hire they're gonna they're gonna define your culture. So be mm. very careful with the first ten people you hire. They need to be the right people. And honestly, don't take assholes into the team. <laughs> <laughs> It's easier. (laughs) (laughs) It's easier said than done, but like, um, but for me, I I want I hire good people. I want to work with good people. I want to work with people who have good intentions, who trust each other, uh, because they are also going to create a culture of trust. And you need to, as a leader, of course, you need to create the culture of trust as well. But the people will form the culture that you have, and. And even if someone is like technically super, super, super talented, if they are not the right personality, if you if you need to, if you're suspicious or think like, oh, whether, you know, if they have the right intentions in mind or whether they are nice people and so on, just just don't take them. You can always teach people skills, but you need to have the right people. So you need to have the people who believe in your values. And it's very easy to form if you already have like every organization has values, like whether you want them or or you don't, you don't want them, you have values. It's the same like employer brand. Every organization has an employer brand. Um, Your values are are the way people work every single day, the way they Mm. act, the way they speak. That's your values. Uh, Values is not something that the leadership will define and and tell tell their people. It's it's the way everything works. Uh, You can you can take those values and and turn them into questions. So for example, if you value um, inclusion Mm. or uh, say that our team is inclusive, uh, then you can, you can, you can make a question out of it. You can ask the the candidate in the interview, like, Hey, um, how do you, how do you, uh, can you tell about a situation that uh, where inclusion or where, where you had to take someone in uh, who was a bit different, how in your, your team situation, do you take care of inclusion? Or there are like a million different ways you can, you can ask these questions, but turn your values into questions that you're going to ask in the interview. It's very interesting when I when I coach uh, my clients or when I when I do like some leadership training, there's an exercise that I that I do where I, I ask my, my client or, or the trainees to think about the ideal candidate. Ninety percent, maybe I exaggerate, but 85, 80 to ninety percent of the answers that they give, they're all uh, based on uh, all about soft skills. Yeah. 10% is only technical skills. And in general, when it comes to recruitment, we're so focused on technical skills. We should do exactly the opposite, right? Yeah, I know. And I mean, like a great question that I love to ask is, um, uh, tell me about a situation where you learned something new. How mm. did you How did you come into that? Because like we, we, in the end, we want people who are able to learn fast because especially as an, as an entrepreneur, if you're working in a startup and scale up, um, 
you want people who are able to learn fast because the thing is that things are not the same. We started three years ago and oh my God, it was a completely different company. And so that's why it is the most, most important thing to get people who can learn new skills whenever you need it, uh, but also share the same values and have good soft skills, like you said. Nice. So I'm a good listener. Earlier in the conversation, you said that being an entrepreneur made you more self-aware and that you learn things about yourself. Hence my question, what did you learn about yourself? <laughs> I've learned so much. Um, I've actually been in leadership positions for the past 10 years. Uh, so for a very long time, I started in Isaac and I actually got into a leadership position very fast. And I've been doing a lot of reflection lately. Um, mm. We have been promoting just some new leaders in our company and, and I'm responsible for thinking like, what, what is the leadership? Like, how do we lead at Finder Seekers? And what's kind of like, how do we do it? And even though I've been in a position for a very long time, I, I don't think like I really did a proper reflection on what have I learned. Um, but I've definitely learned that um, that being a leader is is kind of like, it's my, my own personal mission in life. It's, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've discovered that where I'm, what I'm really, really good at is, is um, making sure other people around me succeed. So it's kind of like my, my task is to, to bring others up. And it's a very, very powerful thing to know about yourself once you know it, <laughs> but I didn't really know it. So I, first I thought leadership is delegating. It's about like managing people, telling them what to do. Um, and then once I realized that leadership is actually making sure that I have super clever people around me and I just need to make them bloom. I just need to mm. make them the best version of themselves. Uh, you really become a coach in the organization. And that's what I feel like I've learned to do now is that other people have better answers than I do. My only task is to help them to, to get those answers. My only task is to make sure that, that, that we have the psychological safety and, and they can really, um, they, can, they can be the best version of themselves. Agree, beautiful. <laughs> Any other lessons that you've learned along the way? <sighs> well, uh, one, one big lesson is why I talk so much about recruitment and mm. building the winning team and finding the right people is that um, running a scale-up, uh, running a high-growth company, um, you as the leader, as a founder, think that the company is your baby. <laughs> you want to take care of it it's like you want to make sure that it's succeeding you want to make sure that everything is going right uh, and you might end up going the micromanagement route so that's something that uh, that i've i've realized that um we need to let go <laughs> we need to let go and we need to understand it we need to trust the people around and around us even when we don't we do, when we don't agree with them and we think like no we should go the other way uh of course you're responsible for the boat like you need to make sure that the boat is going to the right direction in the big picture but when it comes to smaller details you just need to learn to let go that has been some of like one of the hardest things to do is to to know that okay like i i need to trust these people i can't micromanage i very much enjoy it but at the same time sometimes i i kind of like 
maybe once a month I'm sitting in and doing my work and I'm like oh my god like am I living in a chaos like I have zero idea what our sales department is is like uh working on or whether the strategy is the right one uh and I feel like I need to go to slack and be like hey guys like what are you up to what are you doing today mm. then I'm like, no I'll wait for next Tuesday morning meeting then I will get the updates then I know and you just need to trust the people around you and I feel like I feel like that's that's what a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling with. I don't know how do you see it in your in your job. Oh like? yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I often I often say entrepreneurs become the main bottleneck of yeah. their own business. Usually because because of that they can't let go, and because they can't let go, they cannot take the step further and look at the bigger the bigger picture. Absolutely. I do a lot. I do a lot of coaching around that. Yeah, actually, so totally totally agreed. But it's not only entrepreneurs. It's it's every people in a in a leadership in a leadership position yeah so that's why i that's why i talk about building winning teams because when you have a team where you know your strengths and you know that you've been able to recruit people who uh kind of like who are able to cover some of the parts that you're not so good at uh Mm -hmm. and you know that there is a high level of trust in the team uh people want good things to happen for each other um then it's very easy to let go then it's not so difficult because then you know that, okay, these people are actually a lot better than I am, a lot more clever than I am. Yeah. They know their field so much more better than I do. Yeah, that's that's a great point, hiring people who are better than you. What I see with entrepreneurs, for instance, is the, you know, usually entrepreneurs, they're very good at one thing or they're very passionate about, about their field of expertise, like being an architect or being a recruiter. And so they love that job. They love, you know, being recruiting themselves or designing, taking care of the clients, but you reach a point where it's not possible any, anymore and you have to let go. Mm. And that is really, really tough because it's the thing that you like the most. So yeah. the role as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've seen that, you, you, not, you, have, you have to evolve. Your role has to evolve. Yeah, exactly. Super much agree. And, but then the second point that I did actually understand only maybe last year is that I don't need to be the CEO of this company. <laughs> and that was a mm-hmm. big revelation for me as well. I don't need to. Like, there's going to be also someone else who can take this position. I need to do what is best for this company. And whatever it is that is best for this company and whatever it makes the most sense that I do, I will do. Whether it's, uh, whether it's you know, going to recruitment, whether it's working in sales, whether it's working with our biggest clients, whether it's making sure everyone has coffee on their tables, whatever it is, I need to do that. And it, if it means that someone else will take the CEO position, if someone else will run the company, then that it, that's the right way to do. Because also I believe that there are leaders for different phases in companies. So there are people who really want to start things up. They like the chaos. They like, like making sense of like very chaotic things. Uh, then there are people who are very good at the scale-up phase. So they love growing things. Mm. And then there are people who are really good at improving uh, already existing things. And so I think it's, it's a very interesting and it's a very much becoming very self-aware and realizing, okay, now I can't take this company further anymore. I need to go and work with, for example, our clients and someone else will take over. That's, that's impressive. That's a big, because that's a big break, breakthrough. It's very difficult to uh, find it out by yourself sometimes. Yeah. Cool. My show is called Interviews Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code. And this is a question I ask all my guests. Have you cracked the code? Oh my God, no. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think so. I believe un- entrepreneurship is 
uh, like my mentor told me, uh, entrepreneurship is like taking an MBO, MBA, but, um, uh, but with like on steroids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's, that's what I feel like I'm doing all the time. I'm just, I'm just learning. I honestly, I, I feel very humble. I feel super, I, I love the journey. I don't even like, I don't even care about the destination. It doesn't like, of mm. course it's interesting and you need to have a goal, but like, um, no, I mean, I think entrepreneurship is, um, if you're a curious person, if you're a person who loves to learn uh, and constantly relearn and you can manage stress, uh, then entrepreneurship is, that that should be your path, that should be your thing, because um, it is a great, great way to do that. Uh, and there is a lot of entrepreneurial positions inside uh, bigger organizations as well, or in smaller organizations, but it's about like finding the, the, the position where you have a lot of freedom to, to build things and, and be responsible for those things that you do. What is the one recommendation you would give to entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs? <sighs> when you have the right people around you and you have the right momentum and it feels right, uh, go for it um, and try to find those right people, especially if you're a people person like myself. Mm. If you're a solo entrepreneur, then great. Uh, but if you're a people person, uh, when you have the right people, like everything is possible and it's so inspirational. Pretty clear. Okay. Last question. How can people contact you? Sure. LinkedIn. Uh, so go and find me on LinkedIn. Please add me. I'm super happy to, to have a conversation there. And also Sophia at findersseekers.io. Great. Thank you very much, Sophia, for your time today. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. If you like this podcast, please share your favorite episode on social media so we can inspire as many entrepreneurs as possible. See you next time. Bye-bye.